All right, Alec, I appreciate you coming in and for being on the podcast. Um, would love to just you know sit down and talk about architecture with you. Talk about uh, you know maybe design and you know maybe just you know figure out uh, you know any other any anything else that might be on your mind. I guess, but um, why don't you maybe kind of talk about your background? How did you how did you get, how did you land in architecture and kind of you know, what what was what was your career path to this point? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, I I have a uh, a unique, I guess, uh, upbringing than most. And whenever somebody meets me, not usually apparent. But um, I actually was born and raised in Ukraine, um, over uh, in in Europe, and so so around um, eight years old. Uh, my my family and I uh, we moved to the states, um, but my early part of the childhood um, is was kind of raised in this European uh, mentality, uh, it, and so whenever we moved to the states here, it was it was a culture shock really. Um, it, not only uh, culturally but language wise, I didn't know English when I moved to the states English is your second language English is my second language right uh, and so I had to learn really on the fly and adapt to uh, the surroundings and the culture uh, we, we actually when we first moved from uh, Ukraine um, <clears throat> to uh, the, the states it was in, in Mobile Alabama so it's like uh, on the Gulf Coast um, that, that was the only thing that was sort of similar is that in, a, in Ukraine I was born uh, and raised at a port city so uh, <clears throat> on the Black Sea there and then we moved to, to the states where we were on the Gulf Coast um, but everything was just very very stark contrast to what I was used to so it, I think early in my in my developmental years um, it I think I only realize it now that I look back on it, but it allows me to adapt to to certain situations. I think uh, a little bit better. It allows me to sort of um, read people uh, from a different perspective, and I think that translates pretty well into sort of my profession and my career uh, now. But we spent a little bit of time in Alabama just to give a little background. Um, I learn the language basically there and then uh, my dad's uh, ship I got brought up to Norfolk Virginia and ever since around 2000 is when we uh, have settled in the Hampton Roads region um, and uh, made this place our home uh, sort of I associate with this area now more so and just like look to my past for for reference and experience um but i i really call this this area uh the hampton roads community my home because i went to school here i i grew up here all of my friends um were kind of born and raised in this area uh and so this is this is became our place and <clears throat> went to kellum high school in virginia beach um and really high school is what set the track for me um i i somehow found myself uh being uh fascinated uh by art and i found myself very um uh, sort of uniquely uh good at drawing more more so than other people so that kind of I gravitated towards that naturally sort of the creative side of things my dad's an engineer and my mom's um, kind of this more creative person so I I, I think I I'm, uh, I found like a, a niche in between the two of them where I'm I was really good at good with numbers but then I I liked sort of more of expressive uh aesthetic or uh, gravitated towards more design things so um, when I 
when I started to go through high school, you sort of try to find your path and understand what what makes you tick. And so I try to explore various various things along the way. It took some art classes. I was never really good at art class, uh, even though I was fascinated by drawing. I was never really good at like um, being told what to what to draw, uh, and so that that sort of. Um, steered me away from that uh, after a couple of years, but I, I learned that the process was what got me got me interested. I took a construction class in high school um, where it got me really interested in, in making things and sort of um, one thing in particular that I'll remember for forever is, is sort of we had this um, bridge design competition in, in construction class and you, you sort of had to draw out the bridge, uh, then construct it on your own, and then uh, the, the, the thing itself needed to go and uh, put, be put under weight and uh, be stress tested and see how much weight it can hold. I, I somehow won that competition with like the, the most amount of weight. Um, that my little bridge held and so I think that opened the door for me to seeing sort of this this interest of, of bridging the gap of something that's concrete and then something that's expressive and creative and um, I think that's those two things combined I found architecture to be sort of that middle ground where it's creative it's expressive but also it at the end of the day, there's a product that's tangible, um, and that's that's really uh, really fascinating to me. I think, and and so naturally, being raised in this area, um, I was was sparked by architecture, and so I looked at Virginia Tech and applied only to Virginia Tech to go to their architecture program. I was a little bit naive. I didn't realize how competitive the school was and how the program was one of the top programs in the nation. I just kind of set my goals and said, you know, this is kind of what I want to do. Um, so I, I applied and luckily I was, I was accepted um, into the architecture program there. And that's that's kind of, that, that was my my gateway into the profession it's nothing like I thought it was going to be uh, uh, in in high school uh, I was sort of just going for it um, but I'd say that it's way better than than I had ever uh, sort of assumed where I'd, where I'd be or what I, what I would be doing or what the profession itself has has to offer and what kind of things did you learn in school? Like, what type of classes, for maybe a listener that doesn't know, what are you, what are you learning when you go to, when you study architecture? Sure. In, in architecture school, uh, it, it all depends on what program you go to. Um, some are four-year programs, um, then you have to go get a master's. Some are five-year programs where you come out of the five years with a bachelor's degree in architecture. So that's kind of what I did. That's what Virginia Tech offers is five years. And so during that five years, you are immersed in um, just a lot of content. But then you're also expected to immerse yourself in content on your own. Um, and so you study everything from geometry to structural design to like what holds up a building uh, in, in sort of these tangible elements that are very calculated and very finite. And, and then on the other part of the spectrum, you study sort of art, you, you study um, other architects, uh, you study design and what it means to, to express uh, sort of our society. Uh, and, and create a vessel for our society in that time based on uh, learning how it was done in the past, you know, from the cave dwelling period of how we found shelter to now how we build our own shelter and adapt environment around us, whereas before we adapted to our environment. So there's sort of this, this uh, two ends of the spectrum that you study consecutively. Um, of how to how to build a tangible building and make it make it work, uh, and 
have it safe for the for the public or you know private resident to use um, but then also how to think uh, unconventionally how to challenge the ordinary thought of going about things how to continuously progress in what you do so that whatever gets built isn't just a copy of what was previously built because as a society as a world as people we we're constantly evolving so it's like you can't look at the past and just replicate it you have to adapt whatever it is at the time and almost try to think into the future of how by the time this this vessel of of space of environment gets implemented how it will foresee a certain use or not and have people adapt that vessel to their use uh, sometime in the future so almost making it timeless and uh, yeah so th that, that's kind of um, a very vague idea of of what's studied and it's it's I'm speaking more from a personal perspective because it it's, it's different for everybody everybody can choose a different path along their way of what they specify what they elect to study for instance for me I was super interested in in architecture but not like a dwelling I was interested in sort of a grander idea so I started to have uh, like a trajectory of going to uh, an urban uh, urban master planning minor where I was looking at um, uh, politics of planning cities uh, of overall uh, ideas of how how uh, architecture can influence bigger areas than just say a, a building itself and so I think that that allowed me to now in my profession to think more than just what that project entails, but how that project can touch an area, how it can touch a neighborhood, a community, or a city or a region. How how can that one thing can transform uh, potentially uh, a lot more than just the confines of say the site of that project. And so kind of fast forwarding out of college, how did you kind of get your first job and kind of what were you doing in that first job out of college? So uh, architecture is unique in a way that you can carve your own path. And um, I, I, my, my profession or my professional realm uh, overlapped with my academic realm. Uh, probably halfway through because throughout, I guess at the end of my second year in, in architecture school, I started to go and intern at uh, architecture offices, right? Um, I went, I went and, uh, over the summer, worked in an office and saw what they did, um, participated in, in design and drawings and whatever they needed to do at the time. Um, I, that kind of gave me a shock and what I was learning in school, what I was studying wasn't at all what was happening in the real world. And so I, I came to a, a very, uh, very hard time in that, in, that, in that path where I said, well, maybe architecture is not for me because what's being done in the professional world isn't what I was sort of studying. And, and so, uh, luckily, uh, my, my professor going into third year, he said, hey, give, you know, give it a shot. One experience at, uh, at a firm or a company isn't going to define the profession. Just uh, sort of stick with it. Uh, there's, he saw potential in me that uh, kind of lit a fire under me, I think, that gave me a reassurance that sort of early in my, in my college career, I was... I was starting to sort of uh, be a little bit nervous about what my decisions were. And so he gave me a reassurance, luckily, that he said, you know, just, just stick with it. Let's, let's see if you can experience other things. And luckily I did. I went, um, during a semester, I went and uh, studied in Chicago, um, which was 
pretty incredible to me because usually people in school here go off to study abroad in Europe and they'll do a semester in Europe or somewhere outside of the U.S. And what I found fascinating was like that's their first time or one of their first times outside of the U.S. So for me, I was studying abroad in the States technically because I I grew up with that mentality. I grew up in Europe. I, I, I saw a value of going to... Uh, like an American city because in Alabama, uh, you know, that I didn't get that experience. So I said, I'll go to Chicago because that is what I perceive as like the American pinnacle of an urban place that's uh, architectural in every single way. And so I went to, to Chicago for that semester. I applied for a program, I got accepted. And I was, uh, I was accepted into one of the firms in Chicago that um, is one of the, the most well-known firms really in the, in the, in the, in the whole world. Um, they're the same firm that did World Trade Center, the, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. And so uh, all of a sudden I went from doing a, a small little projects here in the Hampton Roads area to all of a sudden I was experiencing uh, a, a, a skyscraper competition in Dubai that I was participating in. I was helping create graphics for a master plan of a city in China that hasn't even been uh, populated yet. It's just a foreseen sort of uh, city in the future and all of a sudden that opened my eyes to like the capabilities and the power that architecture as a profession can have that it can it, it can influence so much more than my first my first sort of uh, experience so I, I took that with me um, really as a as a motivator and I came came back and I was like you know what this is this is what I want to do but one of the the things I didn't like when I was in Chicago working at a firm like that, it was it was a, a big, a big, basically corporate entity that uh, was doing work everywhere around the world. Even some you know, we're working on places I've never even visited before. So I had a really hard time thinking about design in a place um, for a place that I've never even been to. So, so for me, I had a, a, a really sort of hit a wall there again, where I said, you know, I, I, I love the, the power of architecture, but I don't, I don't like not knowing the place that I'm designing for. And so um, immediately after Chicago, that's what brought me back to this area because this area is the one that I knew the most about. And um, I decided that I could contribute the most to this region, to this part, because that's kind of my DNA of what, what raised me. I, I feel like I have a connection that um, I can draw from things that I've experienced from sort of around the world and, and influence it in, in in design here in, in the Hampton Roads region. And so um, I decided to, to take a job here and um, really have been here in the area ever since I've, I've graduated. Um, so one, one little you know, hop over to, to experience kind of a big city life, I guess, uh, made me realize how much value we have here and how much potential this area has and all of a sudden um, it has opened up so many doors by by taking that everything that I've learned uh, and starting to apply it here um, in, a, in a region that is just ripe ripe for the thinking um, one of the things that I, I actually want to talk to you about, um, because you're you're sort of in a similar situation where you decided to, to establish yourself here, um, but there's so many of my friends that I went to high school with that um, just couldn't wait to leave, 
right? And that was the, the idea of everyone is like, let's, let's get out of here as soon as we can. And what's interesting is that majority of them, I mean, there's some people that um, go off and they find their place, which is individual to them. Um, but they'll find themselves in D.C. in these bigger cities. And all of a sudden, after two, four years, they, they all of a sudden come back because they, they look back on this and say, you know what, this, this area is pretty, pretty interesting. It's pretty unique. Um, and the lifestyle here is, is like none other. Um, and so uh, at, the, at the end of the day, um, it, it, it's unfortunate you know, in our profession, and I hear it from other professions as well, is whenever we, we go to hire somebody, we look for, for talent, um, we can't find it because nobody uh, really entertains our area. And the, the, the uh, students that are raised here, they end up going off to those bigger cities to, to find opportunities there. And so it, to me, it's like I felt guilty that this place um, invested so much money in in taxes into my education for me to go and and give that education or that investment away to some other city and have them benefit from that rather than um, me trying to figure out any way that I could contribute back to the area that raised me and um, really that I, I believe invested in my education just because the school systems are so great here in the area. And so now it's like, how can we turn that tide? How can we, um, f- from a design profession, but other professions as well, I, I can speak to myself from my perspective. It's like, how can I use what I know uh, in design to stop that cycle, right? To, to feed the loop of, of having these uh, young adults being raised here and come back to the area because they want to, because it's exciting to come back, because they see the buzz, they see it's happening here. So how can I contribute into making that a reality? And so, um, you know, obviously, uh, one single project or multiple projects isn't going to turn that around, but we're not going to get there if we don't try, right? So if if we can all sort of get around that, um, I, I think that's what I've been most passionate about is trying to, to connect this region, to connect um, this area, to, to really have an identity um, so that we can be proud of it cohesively together and, and not um, feel like we're competing among cities in this region, but we're, we're just kind of one um, as a whole. And <clears throat> I, I wanted to have the conversation with you because you had, you know, you, you appeared in the 757 video, right? It's speaking to the region, speaking to kind of bringing talent bringing kind of younger professionals back to this area. So I want to hear your perspective of how you decided to establish yourself. And then also, um, what do you think in terms of our area and its potential and where we're going? Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a good point with that in terms of, I mean, this area has so much to offer, so many gyms, so many kind of untapped resources and I think that it does come with you know that 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 opportunity does create like um, to some degree you know that whole idea where you do have to kind of go elsewhere and kind of um, you have to kind of build a name or you have to you know get a certain amount of experience Um, I believe that if you're in a position where you just do the thing that you want to see and that is the catalyst. That's what charges it. That's what starts it up. And that's that's kind of like our mindset here at the brand. Just like, you know, we, we see ourselves working with the Fortune 1000 companies and brands and, you know, partnering with them and bringing, um, you know, their recycled materials into upcycling projects and, 
you know, helping them from a marketing or sustainability or partnership standpoint and, you know, also having offerings for consumers and, you know, and, and it's something that, you know, I think that is, you know, it's just part of how we think about it. So you know, I definitely, I think to your point, it's like you do have to be what you want to see and, and kind of like, you know, I, I think that there's a shared vision in terms of bringing that to the area. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, I, I think there's just so many advantages to um, kind of thinking long term um, from a creative standpoint and a design standpoint, because you, you just never know who's really being inspired or who's, you know, partnering with you or who who you're impacting in, in what way. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, that that finished work product uh, by that being here, it definitely has, uh, you know, there's a lot of value in that. So, you know, we're we're definitely excited to be here. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit, transition into Hanbury and kind of some of the, you know, some of the projects that you're doing these days, what type of, uh, you know, what type of like work do you do on the project? Like, you know, are you, are you designing these days? Are you sketching or are you more on the geometry and math side? Um, are you, are you, is it a mix of all that you're getting out there and kind of seeing how the space is going to uh, impact a whole, you know, not just the, the dwelling or the vessel, but like beyond the vessel, like how does it impact the skyline or how does it impact um, the, the vibe of that, that zone? Maybe you can touch on that. Sure. <laughs> um, one of the things that um, I think is pretty interesting is um, Hanbury historically as an architecture and planning firm has been uh, highly regarded on a national level in the higher education realm. So anything that had to do with colleges, universities, um, Hanbury developed sort of an expertise in helping that in that college or university see a master plan and a vision and then actually implement some of that master plan, uh, whether it's academic centers or dining uh, centers or uh, student housing for uh, on-campus on campus housing. So they, they became kind of this national uh, go-to uh, for, for these colleges and universities and somebody that has always been trusted. And one of the initiatives in the past kind of five years has been to engage in our local community uh, instead of providing our services to the to the kind of the ex exterior uh, parts of our region and really to start to focus on on uh, sort of ourselves, where we're rooted and where we work every day, where we engage every day. And so that's that's been kind of a, not a, say a shift, but a parallel. So we're still very heavy in, in doing a lot of projects um, in the higher education realm. So I'm doing some projects you know, in McAllister, College, uh, there's some projects going on in Tulane and Rhodes and Princeton. Uh, I work heavily in Virginia Tech at UVA, so there's sort of all over the place we we, we do projects. But then one of the things that I'm very passionate about um, are the projects here locally in the region, and so um, fortunate. I, I've been extremely fortunate uh, to be part of. Uh, sort of the dome site project, the, the surf park um, that's being proposed for, for Virginia Beach that uh, has <clears throat> just luckily been approved. And that's something that is really uh, hits on all of those facets that we just talked about. It's, a, it's, a, it's an idea, it's a project that um, was embraced by um, basically the city, um, something that was very welcomed by the community as well, um, and I take my hat off to a developer that we're working with, Venture Realty Group, that they have been just tenacious in their efforts, uh, and um, 
in such a conservative area that we usually sort of identify ourselves with, uh, they're bringing a project that is so transformational, so different, looking ahead into the future um, that could could deter a lot of people. And they've done such a, like a wonderful job in engaging the community. I think we've, we've uh, had somewhere of like upwards almost 100 community engagement sessions and they're all different scales whether they're big and held at the convention center or they're small just uh, talks with uh, uh, stakeholders in that community or civic leagues so they've done an amazing job of carrying that through and it's it's been in the works for such a long time but um, it's it's amazing to see uh, so many people get behind single idea that can transform the region that can push it forward and not give up uh, we've had so many hurdles in this and uh, our, our developers embraced those hurdles and actually made the project better uh, rather than sort of succumbing to, to the influences and, and going uh, in a, in a different directions so what what's been really interesting is um having this project all of a sudden uh be embraced by not only the city but the region as a whole because all of a sudden it's it's sort of this unique thing that um the region can identify itself with um that builds on the culture that is so rich in our community it builds on the culture of uh, surfing, uh, it builds on the culture of art, being within the Vibe District in down down in Virginia Beach, builds on the the culture of music that um, was so prominent there at the Dome site back when the Dome, the people that can remember the Dome, uh, where Ray Charles, the Rolling Stones played, and then it was torn down and uh, has been sitting as a parking lot for quite some time in the middle of a really uh, valuable piece of land in Virginia Beach. And so it's, it, it's got so many facets to one, one project that, that really speaks to who we are as, as a region and what we value. And so then you know, that, that music part of it um, is uh, for for those that know, it's Pharrell has uh, has been a big champion of of the project and of <clears throat> that scene in, in general of of bringing people together and uh, bringing a diverse community together so that um, everybody can be engaged. It's not you know just for uh, one one program not just you know not just a surf park it's not it's not just a music venue it's not just uh you know residential housing but then <clears throat> bringing all these parts together into into one cohesive unit and all of a sudden that that has that has brought way more people to back this project than i had ever imagined uh, really in my life and so speaking about pharrell obviously something in the water festival bringing that culture back to to the area it it was such a huge success and everybody's looking at you know the next or now this year uh at the next festival and everybody's all of a sudden so excited and talking about our area in in a whole different way in a whole different light and finally we're starting to see those wheels turn as as just a couple of moves granted there is so much that goes into each sure. of those couple of moves <laughs> and there's so many people supporting each of those moves but all of a sudden we're we're seeing the the possibility of of our area and that we're being recognized and it it's amazing to have Pharrell again you know on a much different scale but that story of coming and deciding to give back to the area that raised him, you know, he, he was went to Princeton High School. Uh, he 
this is his home and for him to go all over the world and then decide to 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 give back to this community here into this region and spark a, a catalyst for so many things not just music not just development but just just pride in the region and i think this is only just a start um and and that will continue on into many other uh relationships many other projects i believe for this area as we start to be uh identified on a map by more than just the people that live here but a a greater sort of uh a greater conglomerate of people no, that's super interesting, and I definitely, I know what you mean when you say a couple moves kind of uh, now, I mean, it creates this, like, reverb effect. I mean, you know, I can hear sort of, like, I mean, I might listen to another podcast, and I listen to maybe, like, some of the talent from Something in the Water, or artists, like, talking about the next Something in the Water, and kind of, you know, it's just cool to hear the area is you know, in these, you know, kind of conversations in big cities and internationally and so on and so forth. Um, that brings up another question or two that I have is I'm thinking, um, where does a project, and, and the official name is the Dome site. It's, it's actually Atlantic Park. Atlantic Park. Yeah. What, what are like, what, what's the starting point for a project like this? Like, what do you do first? Like, is it, I know you mentioned community uh, and like kind of getting conversations going like what's step one for this project and maybe any project and then maybe just to tie in with Pharrell I mean to whatever extent you can say like what type of like maybe influence or what type of you know kind of work does he bring to this project um and just so the listeners can kind of get a sense for you know kind of like what it takes to to do these things when uh you know we look at a project and we see the finished product but we never really know like what it really took to start it and, and what it took to get it, you know, the hurdles, you know, and then what it takes to finally kind of get the, the finished product. Yeah, so uh, I think it, it, every project is it's a little different, right, um, and how, how it starts, how it formulates, um, how it becomes to be. Um, our profession as architects, um, for the most part, uh, unfortunately is like a reactive type of uh, response to where um, somebody uh, is in need of something and they come to you and you, you sort of deliver on that need and that's how the majority of things get things get built around the world uh, it's it's kind of a more of a service um, I like to think of our profession as an entrepreneur in a community or in the business itself. So it's, it, as the profession can be the incubator, the catalyst um, to test different ideas, to test um, things and put it out there in the world and, and see what comes of it. It could be nothing or it could be a seed to something that's a lot further in the future. With the with the surf park project, it's it's pretty interesting. It, like somehow, two worlds came together uh, that were never really planned. I just like for for instance, in uh, in in architecture school in my my fifth year, uh, that end of the year you do a thesis, and that thesis is really anything that you can come up with. Um, as a summation of everything you've learned implemented into the into one year and you have to create a product of 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 that somehow within architecture and so in in my thesis year i decided to um, look back to our region and i actually took the dome site the old dome site the parking lot and everything um and started to dig into the history of what it what it was and um just by happenstance i thought that one of like part of my thesis i wanted to put um, a surf park on that site surrounded by retail surrounded by residential um, units so that 
felt like uh, it was kind of a summation of suburban lifestyle and the urban environment. So it's like taking what I've learned and how I grew up in Europe, we're like the typical European courtyard building where you have a perimeter of residence looking over like a green space where the kids play. So in, <laughs> in sort of sort of direct relationship and here it would be where all the residents would live and then the backyard was this artificial beach where people would come surf um, and it's it's interesting because it's rooted in the culture of surfing here in the in the Virginia Beach area um, but we don't have any waves unless we have like a hurricane or something right. so <laughs> it's like bringing a, a supply for where demand was so I was kind of in my own little realm creating something that I thought would be like the ideal utopian area where I would want to live so like we have the power to create a, a place that we ourselves as a society or whoever would want to inhabit right so we can adapt now our environment to us and so that was my my thesis is adapting and taking all of the pieces from the area that I've known and kind of assembling it onto one uh, area uh, or a site and implementing that as, as my thesis. And that's kind of where it ended, right? I, I documented that, I made drawings or renderings of it, and I, I, I put it on the shelf. Little did I know that in parallel to that, the city was coming out um, two years down the, down the road with a request for proposal of people to give ideas to the site. And um, I mentioned Real, Furniture Realty Group. Uh, they're now the developer that we're working with. But they, um, in their eyes, they saw a need and they saw an idea to implement something on that site so they decided to respond to the to the city's request for proposals and uh, at the time they they came and they they asked basically what <clears throat> how can we create a surf park here in this area and it was just coincidence that I Two years ago, I had just completed my thesis on that exact same site with a surf park. That's amazing. <laughs> not, 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 not like it, you know what it is today isn't anything. What what my thesis looked like, but the idea, the kind of the root behind it, still is a thread that is is common. But we somehow came together and um, ended up that that was a common common goal for for what I was thinking my thesis but then also what the developer uh, and their team had had thought of for, for that same exact site and so I shared my thesis and we all kind of got really excited around the table and uh, pitched that idea to the city and because of kind of the local presence and the tenacity and, and sort of the, the investment by local people to do something for the local region, um, the city saw a lot of value behind that and saw this as something that was very unique um, as opposed to some of the other um, proposals for that same exact site that didn't look very different from, say, Baltimore or somewhere else in the United States that this project, this idea really had something unique to it that could transform the area and push it further along in sort of the direction that we want to be. So, you know, that that's something that's very unique in terms of how a project can come together um, and really start that course. And when we, when we went to the city, um, with Pharrell being involved in in part of this, it he just brought a whole different level of standard to the project, right? He has a, a different perspective and he constantly challenges us to to raise the bar 
to not settle for the status quo, to continue to push it so that it is, at the end of the day, unique and it's not sort of a, a typical development that you can find anywhere else. But he's been uh, just integral through that process of challenging what is what is being drawn, challenging what is uh, being implemented, being heavily involved in every facet of bringing connections in to open up ideas about uh, what retail can be, what the environment around that retail can be, what um, every part of the music venue um, can can be to the community, but what it can look like, how it can be sort of an icon piece for for the city. Um, so he's been he's been fundamentally involved in every sort of way around it to to continue to progress it because honestly I think without his involvement and our developers um, really tenacity in keeping this thing moving along the idea would have fizzled out way way before it's a team sport yeah it could have gotten anywhere so that it's it's just so amazingly uh, unique to see so many things come together and push that common goal forward and it, it you call it luck whatever you want to call it but um, we it, it's just been incredible to see and, uh, and almost stepping back away from it it's it's uh, it, sometimes I have to pinch myself because it feels like a dream that so many things have have uh, really come together to to assemble into this uh, unique you know I think a propulsion of our culture and sort of way I'd like to look at it um, so you, you asked about how other projects come along um, what's what's really interesting is another project that um, uh, is going to touch a lot of uh, of this region, uh, especially Norfolk right now, is uh, the Elizabeth River Trail. Um, that's something that we just sort of started to look at. Um, we we um, have started to be involved in the group right now, the Elizabeth River uh, Trail Foundation, and they they did something that's very unique to this area. Um, I think it's probably the first time this has ever happened, but uh, they they brought together all of the design firms or representative of the, the majority of the design firms here in the area, including um, architecture, landscape architecture, civil engineering, structural engineering, but they brought everyone together into one room and they said, we want to get a project done and the project is a ten and a half mile uh, trail from NIT terminal in Norfolk all the way down to Harbor Park and to Norfolk State University connecting all the neighborhoods through a through a through this unique trail but what has been incredible about that is they brought most of the designers in this area to the table and said take a piece take a piece from this trail and let's let's design it in a way that gives back to the community and so um, Mel Price at WPA she's been sort of spearheading this effort and it, it was just incredible to see so many people from our profession that usually are in their own little silos working towards whatever project they have going on all of a sudden we all came together in one room and said this is important for the region. Let's see how we can help, see how we can put our heads together and tackle this big issue on our own and then figure out, you know, how to how to allow for grant money to, to pay for some of the these implementations, some of the design. Um, and our hope is that, you know, that trail weaves through Norfolk but then continues on to the oceanfront 
and then maybe from the oceanfront through Norfolk and up and connects to the Capitol Trail, really connecting this region through not just, again, one project, but it's, it's trying to, to influence it from all different directions. And um, I think it's just like in the, in the surf park project in Pharrell, uh, just like in this Elizabeth River Trail sort of venture to, to, for people to come together and realize that we need to work together to, to, to accomplish this, this lofty goal that we've set out for ourselves to, to be one of the nation's top regions. Um, and I think we can do it. And Love that. It just it just takes it just takes people put like the, you put to, the work in right to, to to establish ourselves here. No, that's great. And um, yeah, be on the lookout. We have a guest from Elizabeth River Trail Foundation coming on uh, upcoming episode, so we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Um, you know, your background projects. Um, future you know you, you've been a great guest I haven't had to, you, you, you've covered my questions that I, I was going to ask you so um, very thoughtful and um, just appreciate your time where can uh, listeners follow you connect with you uh, appreciate your work where do you send them um, uh, I guess I, I post the work that I do uh, uh, on my account on Instagram um, it's Alec Uj, Alec Y U Z H, uh, on Instagram. I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. That's kind of the two platforms, and then our firm Hanbury Design. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. So you can kind of keep keep up with the two parallel paths. There's a lot broader of a perspective if you follow the the firm and. and um, you get to see a little bit of everything, see some of our people, um, the, what we do, how we do it, and some of the places that we get to, to touch and, and influence. Sounds good. Thank you again for doing this. Thanks. Thanks, Hamilton.